Hello and welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you. As a reminder, you can watch this entire show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. On this week's show, we have a lot to talk about, including an infamous Vegas nightclub catching on fire. Floyd Mayweather and LeBron James both want to own an NBA team. Plus, we talk about progress on a potential NBA arena on the north end of the strip. Bally's Horseshoe's crazy confusing history and new steakhouse, plus gold steak and burgers from Salt Bay, casino stocks are getting battered, and the Big News Plaza announced a number of changes, including going smoke-free and an expansion to Oscars and more. You don't want to miss that. Before we get into the show, as a reminder, you can find all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos at mtmvegas.com. And if you're listening in Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate a five-star rating. If you could leave us a review, that would be great as well. Thank you so much for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see that the Crazy Horse 2 caught on fire? The legendary strip club. I don't know if you knew a lot about it. It's on Saharan Industrial. Crazy mob ties at this place. Like, going way back, there's a whole Wikipedia article about it. But it caught on fire, and the fire department is investigating. So mob ties means they burnt it down for insurance money, right? <laughs> that's what that's <laughs> what people were saying. Basically, the fire department said that they're going to coordinate with the insurance company to do the investigation. So you can read between whatever lines you want to right there. I mean, with how busy Vegas is, I would think they're making money hand over fists with a strip club that they I don't know why they need to burn it down. But maybe it was like a grease fire or something in the kitchen. I don't know. I've never actually been there. You know, you always hear about it, but I've never patronized I think it's, the establishment. I think it's been closed for a little while. So I think it was closed oh, okay. when the fire happened. Yeah, it's been out of business. Uh, although who knows who owns it now or how it was insured. But yeah, that place has... We'll put a link in the description for all the history of it because there's so much there. It goes back like to the 70s, to the classic mob era of Vegas. Nice. Then definitely, you know, potentially arson. <laughs> <laughs> So we've talked on the show a lot about arenas coming to Vegas. Of course, we have the uh, T-Mobile Arena. Then we have the Raiders Allegiant Stadium. And then there was an arena announced for like the way on the south of the strip that doesn't have a team. And then there's the Allnet Arena, which is on the land right next to Fountain Blue, uh, where the old Wet n' Wild used to be. And it's just been sitting empty. It's basically been a pit in the ground forever. And uh, Jackie Robinson, back in February, he's the guy who's sort of spearheading this, the ex-UNLV player. And uh, he said he finally got the funding, but there was no proof of it. And there's been no news since. But uh, let me get this right. I got to remember who sent it to me. Vegas Quadfather, great, uh, great Twitter handle, sent this to us, pictures of it. And there's actually activity happening on the site, some light construction work. So maybe we're getting this arena for sure. Is, uh, is it going to happen? I mean, it could just be like a new place where you in Vegas where you go rent and or you pay to go drive around dump truck and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's, like, there, there's like five, uh, like five heavy equipment. It's not like anything you would need for building something this size. So I don't know. It's it's very strange. Well, hopefully it happens. But you know, all net arena is going to be like a hotel complex casino if it does happen. But at least there's something. There hasn't been any activity there forever. I did search. I don't see any new official news on the project. But uh, hopefully Vegas Quadfather will keep us uh, in the loop as he his he sees stuff going on yeah he did take pictures and then he updated us i'll throw those up on the uh, screen so he took pictures over two different days now there was news about a potential vegas nba team the nba commissioner said basically there's no plans right now to expand to seattle and las vegas or to expand at all um, but of course there's been rumblings of that 
And LeBron James has said that in the past that he wants to be an owner of a Vegas team. And then Floyd Mayweather came out this week and said that he's working behind the scenes to become an owner of an NBA team. Didn't specifically say Las Vegas, but he said he's been working on it a while, which kind of makes you think that perhaps an NBA team could be coming or the expansion could be coming. But again, the NBA officially has said no. So I don't know. It's all sort of a mess. Arenas, no teams. I don't know. What do you think? I give Floyd Mayweather like a 2% chance because, you know, his gambling exploits are legendary. I don't see them bringing in somebody that bets on sports like he does to own a team and just like that history. I I think it's a long shot there. Um, even to be like a minority stake in, in something, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like you would pass, you know, all the inspections and, and stuff that they do before they give anybody an ownership. Like, not anybody that has money can just buy a team. You have to you have to be approved by all the other owners and everything. So I don't know. LeBron James, I think, 100% will end up with, with something at some point. Yeah, and it's good that he says he wants to be with a Vegas franchise. So he has a lot of clout, and that would be really good for Vegas to have him as, even if he's a minority owner, to have him sort of as the face of the ownership group. But again, there's no official news. We have two arenas, the All-Net, and then that one, I forget the name, way on the south end of Las Vegas Boulevard that was announced Uh, for Warm Springs area. So potentially two new arenas coming. T-Mobile Arena could already house an NBA team. So very confusing stuff with sports. Everybody wants to get in. It's boom times, although we know the economy is sort of in a weird spot right now. So, you know, who knows? Uh, Hopefully we don't end up with like a bunch of half-built projects again like we did, uh, you know, back in (laughs) the day. You know, history does repeat itself. So I feel like that's where it's going. Because there's so many, you know, you added T-Mobile, you're adding the Sphere, you want to add these other arenas like there's not enough shows i don't feel like to to fill all these on top of sporting events because you can't just only do sporting events in them that's not enough to to pay for it so uh, if you are going to add an nba team i don't know why you wouldn't just put it in t-mobile it doesn't make any sense to build its own strategic thing unless you just think you're going to bring in all these top headlining shows on top of that and, and fill it you know most of the year but i don't see that happening plus all these Hotels have convention centers that have been empty and in their own things that they're they're having trouble to sell tickets. Oh, I was <laughs> I should say I was watching the HBO hack show and one guy goes to a concert that's in Vegas. It's called the Palmetto, but it looks, you know, like the Venetian type of thing. And uh, she's putting on the show and the guy sits down. And he's like and they take his drink away and he's like, oh, they gave me a comp to come here and this is how they treat me. I should have gone to Chris Angel again. <laughs> <laughs> And now we've extended it to at least four or five shows in a row where you've mentioned Chris Angel. So obviously, uh, you know, go back and look at all of our previous episodes uh, for for the joke there. Um, I, I, I now you have to just keep it going. You have to find a way to work Chris Angel into every week uh, for us. Uh, I want to talk about the new very confusing Bally Steakhouse that opened and the crazy things that are going on there. But I did before I want to mention Cash Freely, which is a partner of ours uh, for people who are looking you know, to kind of utilize their credit, take advantage of the best sign-on bonuses, stuff like that. Uh, They do a great job on, you know, finding all the best offers for cashback credit cards. And then you can use that cash for like Vegas trips or for anything. And, you know, we partner with them. Uh, We wanted to mention that. There's a link in the description. We have a full review. It's a great free service. So uh, check it out. But Mark, did you see the Horseshoe Bally's? So we know Bally's is turning into Horseshoe, right? And Horseshoe used to be Binion's downtown. So now they're doing Jack Binion's Steakhouse at Bally's, which will be Horseshoe. 
that's it. So first when I saw this news, I thought that that Binion's downtown, because I didn't realize that they had the right to use the Jack Binion name at Bally's or at the New Horseshoe. So I thought that the steakhouse was downtown, but then I realized, no, it's at the Bally's property. And then I saw that they're charging $6.95 for steak sauce. So <laughs> I mean, is zip sauce crazy. is really good. So, but uh, yeah, and then you, you didn't even throw in there that Bally's owns the Tropicana, right? Yeah, Bally's Corporation owns the Tropicana. Uh, Caesars Entertainment owns the current Bally's, which will be Horseshoe, which will have the Binion Steakhouse. And then there's, of course, Binion's Downtown, which is owned by none of them. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is weird. I'm surprised that they would name the Steakhouse. I mean, I know it's an iconic name in Vegas, but since it's so tied to another property they don't own, it just seems weird that they would name it that, but... Yeah, I love zip sauce as much as the next guy. I don't, you know, I'll even order it for mashed potatoes and dip mashed potatoes in it. But six ninety five, man, that's like a bowl of soup cost right there. Yeah, the the prices of these these steaks are pretty high. Of course, it is the strip, but still, uh, it seemed pretty high. Uh, the way they de- they describe the steakhouse, Jack Binion Steak delivers on the legacy of the Binion's name with an acclaimed selection of steaks cooked to perfection um, in their eighteen hundred degree double boiler broiler. Um, so yeah, you have all the sort of classic steakhouse stuff, but the prices are pretty high. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's Vegas these days, but hopefully it's a cool space. I, I, you know, it looks, it looks interesting, just super confusing. So, uh, Bally's you know. needs it. They have like nothing like for eating or for dining right now. Cause they ripped everything out and then it's, it's just kind of sitting there. It's very weird. I mean, Bally's didn't have a great lineup before, but now it's like desolate. So this is, uh, I hope it's a good a hit and it's good you know is that blake shelton thing still coming to the front of still coming uh no no progress but we're, we're still hoping for that so uh hopefully they bring back the sterling brunch now that they have the steakhouse or a steakhouse there that would be my hope but uh yeah let us know what you guys think about those prices we're going to talk about even crazier steakhouse prices later though in the show because yeah salt bay we're going to talk about that but let's talk about plaza real quick Brian Christopher Slots made a hint that he's only partnering with casinos. Now, he's a big YouTuber, Slot Channel. I'm sure a lot of people who watch this show like to watch Slot Channels, like to watch him. Um, That he's only going to partner with smoke-free casinos going forward. Vital Vegas, who kind of has some ins at Plaza and is kind of in the know, seems to hint that Plaza is going to go smoke-free. And uh, we saw Park MGM go smoke-free. I think it's been somewhat successful. You know, 20 years ago, Mark, you could still smoke in restaurants and a lot of places indoors. Now you really can't smoke anywhere indoors in most of the country except for in casinos. Is this sort of going to be the new normal? Do you think that maybe this is the time where casinos start to one by one go smoke free and eventually you just can't smoke in there anymore? Yeah, I think so. I don't even really see smokers out that much anymore. You know, you do see them in the casino, but for the most part outside of my parents, I don't know. I don't know anybody that still smokes, but the, the plaza is a weird one to do at first. You know, maybe the YouTube influencer is, is forcing this, which I find strange. Does he bring in that much business that you would change everything for that? Maybe, but you know, they, it smells like smoke. It looks like smoke. It just, that place feels like 80s smoke when you walk through it. So it just seems strange, you know, that they're, that they're the first ones to do it. And I should say it's probably good because their air filtration system is probably the, one of the worst. So they, they can use it. Yeah, it's a good point. It has like all that nostalgia, the casino, you know, movie. It's right at the head of Main Street in, you know, Fremont District. It does feel like it's just a, a very classic property to have that. So 
it'll be interesting. I am planning a stay coming up there. Um, so we're not going to tell them I'm coming and we'll see how they, they do it because we know that they tend to, to, to give people stuff. So I want to see how it really is to stay there and report back. So we'll, we'll do that. But I've you know generally liked it. And I think this is a good move. And I do think that I agree with you. I think that we're going to start to see more casinos do it just because, as you point out, less and less people are smoking. It's less and less acceptable. I think you'll probably always have casinos or at least for a long period of time have casinos that remain you know with smoking. But most people don't like it anymore. And so as that tide changes, uh, it's going to be kind of acceptable for them to do it. And it's better for the dealers. It's better for the employees. It's better for the customers. I remember 20 years ago, I worked in IHOP and, you know, we had the smoking section and all day long, you would walk back and forth with the smoke and how bad it was and how you would feel at the end of the day. You never wanted to be assigned to that station. And it's crazy that, you know, back in the day in restaurants, Mark, like they would have a smoking section, but it was just like another room next to everything else. So the smoke still wafted into the non-smoking section. Like it was just like, okay, these tables, you can smoke these tables. You can't like, it seems like a primitive world compared to today, even though it was, you know, not too long ago. Yeah, and anytime I go to a casino that has smoking, like I have to come home and I I shower before I you know get into bed or do anything because you just it smell it's on everything it gets on everything and then you're standing in the shower and the hot water hits and it just smell like you can smell the smoke like evaporate off of you and I don't need that on any of my like pillows and beds I don't want to smell it so I think it is a good move I think it's something you know smokers put a like like Detroit where they're making people go outside to smoke or they had a smoking section because you could put like a slot area that's walled in for smokers too. So there's ways to do it for sure. All right. So let's talk about, we've talked so much about how the casinos have record revenues as far as gambling revenues, all the other struggles. Last week, we talked a lot about the employee struggles and how people aren't getting paid as much and all that stuff. So people can check out that show. But today I wanted to talk about casino stocks a little bit. The stock market has, you know, had a really rough couple weeks or, you know, month. Things are not doing too well there. And I kind of like got inspired. I saw a tweet talking about Caesars Entertainment stock and how much it's down. And I started looking at a few companies. For instance, Win stock in the last year is down 54%. Uh, Las Vegas Sands, which actually doesn't own any casinos in Las Vegas anymore, down 44%. MGM Resorts only down 32%. Caesars Entertainment down 63% in the last year. Bally's Corporation down 60%. So, you know... Caesars is the worst. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah, it's not shocking at all. Those, be- uh, those bean counters, <laughs> they're really helping you guys out. But it, it seems like the, the market really is very questioning, you know, the future of... At least the future of the hospitality industry or or these casinos. But I don't know. You know, we're not stock analysts. This is not financial advice. We, this, I just thought it was an interesting thing to point out because as well as the revenues have gone in the casinos... They're still struggling, and these companies are struggling, and the market is sort of pricing that in, it seems. But again, you know, we're not financial experts here, but it's an eye-opening number, 63% in a year. Yeah, that is kind of crazy when you realize that they've been setting record revenues for the last, you know, like 12 months rolling almost, that the stock price would be down. So, you know, a lot of stuff's baked in, forecasts of the future and everything like that, but you wouldn't think it would be that bad with, with how well they've been doing and how well gaming revenue has been. Yeah. So, you know, let us know what you guys think, because I know a lot of people out there who watch the show probably invest in these companies probably have a lot to say about this. I was surprised to see how far Wynn has fallen. I mean, not really. Obviously, Wynn is heavily reliant on Macau, which, you know, there's still challenges in that market. So is Las Vegas Sands. So, uh, you know, China is still largely shut down. 
So that affects their uh, their numbers there, and, and maybe that's priced in. But Caesars is more relying on local casinos, you know, all around the country. So you know, either way, they're still down. So it, it's a huge hit, and it's not just them. Obviously, hotel stocks are down. Cruise line stocks have gotten beat up tremendously. So uh, it's definitely not just a casino industry. All right, so let's move on to to Salt Bay because um, I saw this TikTok where somebody ate the hundred and eighty dollar gold burger. Yeah. Uh, Salt Bay. I mean, didn't he start as like a meme, right? Like he started as a like a social influencer, right? And then all of a yeah. sudden, he opened up these steakhouses in several places, not just in Las Vegas. The one in Las Vegas is at Park MGM, the hundred and eighty dollar gold burger. But then I saw that he has a whole gold menu, Mark. So you can get a eleven hundred dollar gold tomahawk, a twelve hundred and fifty dollar gold rack of lamb, fifteen hundred dollar golden wagyu rib cap, twenty four hundred dollar seventy ounce. Golden Wagyu strip loin, or for $2,750, you can get a 24 karat gold, 70 ounce giant tomahawk. Are people actually paying this money for this food? Do you ever watch Mr. Beast? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> did you see the one where he did like the $100,000 pizza or whatever? And it was like gold plated and this cheese that was no. soaked for like aged for 30 years. I don't know. And like all this crazy stuff. So. They did this type of thing where they worked their way up to the pizza and they ate all these different things. But like golden crust, I don't know who wants gold leaf on their food. I know it's edible, but it still seems strange to be chowing down on some gold. And then like, is Salt Bay there like all the time? Because all the videos I see of people ordering this stuff, he comes out and does it. Or does he have like an impersonator or what's, do they, (laughs) do they have like an Elvis Presley dress up like they do for Salt Bay or what? I don't know. You're right. I, I always see the videos, and he has different locations, so I don't know. I think he is often at the one in Vegas because you're right. I always see the videos of him. You know, he does that signature salt move and you know slices the steak. The prices seem incredibly like high just for the regular stuff there, and uh, you know very salty. I've I've seen some mixed reviews. The one thing I have heard that's good about his restaurant is the lunch menu, the Wagyu burger. It's twenty five dollars for lunch. I've seen many people, including John Curtis, the food reviewer in Las Vegas say it's really good and that's the place to go that's the time to go that's the thing to get and uh, one of the best $25 burgers you can get so take that for for what it's worth uh, as much as we joke about the gold menu uh, there's something good there but yeah I, I think that Vegas is the perfect place for it because people have expense accounts and you know dare I say fu money stuff like that uh, you know <laughs> we, we've seen some of those crazy bills at like the music festivals and stuff why not get yourself a $2,700 tomahawk steak yeah, I think people do it just for just for the like the gram and stuff like that. Like they'll order it for to put it up on TikTok. Like that's how we found it or saw it, and they'll do it and do the hundred and eighty dollars just to to post the video essentially, which is kind of sad, but also where we're at and what people do. So why wouldn't you put that on the menu? You know, to feed into that. That's good business. Yeah, and then it gives us something to talk about. But stop being cheap, people. Man, Don't get the hundred and eighty dollar gold burger. Go for that tomahawk. I want to see that gold. I'm sure it's, there's a video of it somewhere. I didn't look it up, but I didn't even know the whole gold. I had heard of the burger, but I didn't know the whole. They had a whole selection. The the rack of lamb. Has anybody ever ordered that? I don't know, but uh, it's it's super interesting. Go do it um, for so, the channel. Do it. Yeah, yeah, channel. and send it to us. Let us know. No, All right, so, you, Sean, you. Oh, me? No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they if they want to give it to us for free, you know, I'll be more than happy to film it and put it up. <laughs> no. All right. So the I did want to talk about Mark Meltzer, 
uh, had coming into pool season in Las Vegas. Uh, hopefully the pools are clean. Um, I can't tell you, Mark, I, you know, I'm traveling. Uh, I'm in Detroit right now. We have our meetup for our Miles and Points side, our Patreon supporters uh, this weekend, and I'm just trying to lay low a little bit. In fact, I'm going to be staying at MGM Grand uh, for a couple of days, so I'll have some information on that in a future show, do a video about it, and they have a really nice pool there. But every time I see a pool now, I just, like, look at it. I look, is it cloudy? Like, what's going on? Like, this is really messed with my mind. Um, but that aside... He wrote about all the places in Las Vegas you can gamble by the pool. And it reminds me of growing up going to the Tropicana because, first off, you'd get in the elevator there and the little voice would say, you know, you hit the button for the pool level and it would say pool, spa, swim up blackjack. And I've said that before on the show, but uh, the blackjack table is still there. They don't do swim up blackjack at Trop anymore, but there are a few places in town you can do it. Have you ever played swim up blackjack? No, I played, you know, poolside. Like, I do like gambling uh, outside the Golden Nugget. They have, like, three, four tables out by the pool, which is nice, and the waterfall at night. Especially, you get a little breeze from the waterfall, and it just the shark tank's all lit up, so that's cool. But I've never done swim up. It just seems weird. Like, where do you bring the money? Like, you do you put it in your pocket? Do you bring a little Ziploc baggie with your money and put it in your pocket? Like, how do you, how do you make that work? Uh, it just, it never really drew me in like swim up bar yeah they're 100 percent. but swim up blackjack i don't know i don't need to be sitting in pee water you know playing cards no thanks drinking it's okay to sit in pee water but not, yeah uh, see because you're, you're numbing cards. the senses you don't remember <laughs> <laughs> all right so the places that have it caesar's palace uh stadium swim at circa has it red rock casino uh win las vegas golden nugget he talks about how the odds are usually worse when you play outside whether it's pool swim up or whether you just play like at the outdoor tables, usually you're not going to get the best odds as if you were in the casino. And I guess it makes sense. It's more scarce, right? There's less space, probably more demand and stuff like that. The one at Caesar's Palace looks cool. I remember that one always looks, uh, you know, nice. And there's always people there playing it, whereas the other ones always seem like they're closed most of the time. Yeah, for sure. I've seen it. Yeah, at Caesar's which I think their pool is kind of in need of some repair, but it, does, it it's always got people at it. Uh, so it's always, it does look cool. I've never done it, though. All right, and I did say, like I said, I'm staying at MGM Grand Detroit, so look for a video on that. I got a $79 semi-comp offer because usually the rates at that hotel are $200, $300 a night. Um, so, you know, when I booked it for two nights, actually it was 84 It was 79 for one night, 89 for the other, so there's an average of 84 It said I had a $250 discount. So that's my big comp. But what's weird is when I was going through my comps, no comps for Vegas, which is not unusual as a local. Like I almost never get comps for Vegas. There was a time uh, early on when we did the show a year during COVID where they were giving me comps, but that kind of dried up. So I was looking at my comps and what's interesting is I don't have comps for, for really anywhere. Um, not for Tunica where, by the way, they just sold, MGM just sold the gold strike there for like $450 million, the operations only, because Vici Properties owns the land. So. Uh, that's an interesting sort that of sale. High. Yeah, uh, it does seem high, but I guess that property is really, uh, really popular. And it's just another sale. MGM trying to get that cash right They're, You know, they're selling uh, selling off property, but uh, n- nothing for Beau Rivage, uh, nothing in Atlantic City. Uh, I had this partial comp in Detroit. That's the only other thing. But then if I go to like Springfield, the Massachusetts, their Boston area property comps like every day. So I don't know what that says about what's going on in uh, in Massachusetts, but I don't know. I just thought it was a data point, but I will uh, report back on MGM Grand Detroit. I'm looking forward to staying there, and hopefully my room is a little cleaner than yours was 
last year. So <laughs> I'm, I'm over three on that front. So uh, I hope so. But the pool area is really cool. Uh, I think you guys will enjoy that. There'll be a good, a good portion of the video to check out. And in the spa areas is very nice and all that stuff. Like the main areas where you walk in, everything are nice. It's just the housekeeping was a problem, but maybe they got that corrected by now. Yeah, let's hope so. We'll talk about that on a future show. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody here in Detroit. And I'll be back in uh, Vegas soon. Like I said, I got plans for Plaza, Cosmo. We got lots of stuff coming to the channel. But in the meantime, thanks so much to everybody. Don't forget to leave a comment. Subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs up. Let's talk about anything that we discussed on this show. And uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for watching. See you next week.